Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 111 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Ping Skills answers your table tennis questions. Today, we'll be discussing what we've been up to over the last week, the upcoming World Championships, plus we'll be answering your questions such as how to play against a fast player and what shot to play when someone returns your serve using the backhand side spin flick. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Supercoach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Thank you, Jeff, and uh, yes, it's been a while. Been a while, Jeff. Yeah, certainly has. Been a long time. Um, in fact, let me just uh, bring up some exciting updates. It's been so long, Alois, that, yes. um, that Brock has an exciting thing to tell us. He says... Yes. He says, huge update. He says, I've played with the tall guy today. It was a gigantic battle between us, and I've never in my life been sweating that much before. But in the end, I won. Woohoo! Yes. <laughs> well done, Brock. Oh. I mean, how exciting is that, Alloys? That is exciting. Victory is finally yours. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We knew the good days had come. Indeed, the good days have come. Great to hear, Brock. Well done. All right, yeah, Alice. So, um, yeah, let's. What have we been up to over the last week? Oh, who knows? Who knows? Yes. So, um, so initially, uh, I was in Bendigo, um, for the Para Oceana Championships, um. So, uh, so I was there for that. And also at the same time, there was the Oceana Cup um, on. And uh, Jeff, you were involved with that too? Yeah, certainly was. Um, I went up there and uh, did some commentary um, on the finals day, which was really exciting, working with the ITTF. Um, and so, yeah, I'll put a link in the show notes where you can see some of the action from, from that day. It was, yeah, it was really fun and great to be a part of. And talking about seeing, Jeff, I think you need to turn your lights on. Oh, yeah, a bit dark. Yeah, it's been so long, I don't know what to do. Oh, no, we're, we're totally out of it. Um, yeah, no, that was, it was a really exciting event overall. Um, so with the, um, with the Para um, Oceana event, um, that was a, uh, the initial qualification event for the Rio Paralympics. So that was, uh, there were some exciting um, matches there, some exciting stuff. Um, it's interesting. Whenever there's something big like that on the line, there's there's always something going to happen because you know players get uh, players get nervous. Other players um, lift for the occasion. Um, so yeah, so that was great. And the Oceania Cup um, also a lot on the line. A place at the uh, World Cup um, finals and also um, quite a bit of money on the line, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think the prize money was up $5,000 from the previous year for a total pool of $25,000, which is great to see. Um, but yeah, as you said, uh, the winner, William Hensel, qualified and gets to go to the World Cup in October later this year. So that's very exciting uh, for William. Yeah, and in the, in the women's, it was uh, a good result for Australia. Yeah, we had a great result for Australia. Um, with uh, Zhang Fang Lei uh, taking down Lee Chun Lee. They met in the final last year, Alois, and it was a, a real duel, went down to the wire in the seventh. 
But this time, Zhang Feng Lei came out and just played flawless table tennis and ended up winning 4-0, a real surprise to everyone because they always have such close battles and everyone was saying, why don't they just start at 10-all in the seventh? But um, <laughs> great table tennis from Zhang Feng Lei and it took the title. So, yeah, she's off to the World Cup as well. Very, and, um, very well played by Zhang Feng Lei from Australia. And Lee Chun Lee, how old is she, Jeff? She's... Uh, over 50, yeah. Yeah, it's and Jan Fang Lei is over 42. So that final had a combined age of over 90 years, Alloy. So it just shows age is no barrier in table tennis. Yes, and um, Lee Chun Lee has now lost the last three Oceania Cup finals. She will be devastated. And, and I think the previous two, um, to two years ago, she lost to Meow. And I think that was... A deuce in the seventh, and then uh, last year, as you said, lost to Jen Fang Lei, deuce in the seventh. And this year, I don't know, it, is it is it easier to lose when, when you lose 4 0 in a situation like that, or is it, uh, or would you rather go down, down to the wire and lose close in the seventh? Oh, I think you'd rather go down to the wire and lose close in the seventh. At least you can tell yourself I was in it and I had a chance to win, you know. I'm so disappointing to lose those close ones, though. But, um, yeah, yeah, I reckon you look back, you'd prefer to lose close, I think. Yeah, but I, the pain, I, I think the pain is, is, is more, though, isn't it, when you lose those ones? Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is, especially at the time. But I think, yeah, you know, when you look back when she's, Stop playing if she she probably never stopped playing, but um yeah, she will have been uh, proud to get so close anyway, and she has won the tournament before I believe, so she is an Oceania Cup champion. Yeah, true, and um and then I suppose moving on. So in the last week, then I've been up in um, Alice Springs. So Alice Springs is uh, right in the centre of Australia. Um, really interesting place. Um, very different from any other places I've, I've been and visited. Um, the landscape is, you know, quite uh, almost, it's almost desert, but you know, it's surprising. There's a little bit of an oasis there um, in Alice Springs and um, in a bustling little town. And I suppose the most um, exciting thing for me was the table tennis there and to see how many um, keen people there were and the committee that worked, was working so hard um, to try to develop the game in, uh, in Alice Springs. And, and I think, you know, as it, we talked, um, you know, a little while ago about what makes a good club. And I think, you know, just having uh, a good group of volunteers that are willing to dedicate some time and effort and also be progressive. So thinking about how they're going to move their club forward. Um, so, yeah, that was really refreshing for me and, um, and getting to visit some of the schools up there, some primary and secondary schools. Um, and it's, there's a big Indigenous community up uh, in Alice Springs as well. So, so working, um, working in one school in particular um, that, uh, that had a high Indigenous uh, population and just seeing, um, you know, what can be done and, you know, how can, how can we um, get table tennis to, to be able to help those communities as well. So, um, yeah, really exciting time up there. And I got a message yesterday <laughs> that there were a lot of, uh, lot of new players in the hall um, so, so that was really exciting for me as well. Excellent. Sounds like you had a great time up there and now uh, promoting the sport, which is always um, a good thing to do. Yeah, it was. And I uh, had a chance to do some, you know, climbing. Went up Mount Gillen. Um, and I'm a little bit scared of heights, Jeff. But, uh, yes, yeah, Mount, 
yeah, managed to get up there, you know, climbing some rocks. Um, so, yeah, so so big thanks for me to all the people up in Alice Springs, you know, people that organised it and the people that uh, looked after me and, yeah, I had a great time. Excellent. Uh, good to hear. Now, um, the next exciting thing that's coming up, Alloys, and I'm just trying to find it in our list here, is the 2015 World Championships. Yeah, it is. It's exciting. And um, and the seeds are out. So um, in Australia, it's only four days away, so starting on the 26th. Um, and the seeding list's out. So for the men's, um, Ma Long, number one, Zhu Zin, number two, Zhang Zikur, number three, Fan Zindong, number four. So the top four Chinese players. And that's – so, I mean, it's it means that this field is strong and I don't think they're going to let anyone else get a look in. So Jun Muzitani's um, actually ranked in at number five there. Um, I can't see him winning it. I just cannot see, you know, number five winning it. Ovcharov, maybe Bol, love to think so, but I don't think so. Freitas at eight, um, you know, has really come up. But again, you know, can he, can he get through? I mean, if you think about it, um, to win to win the world championships, you're going to have to beat um, a Chinese player in the quarterfinal, semifinal, and final. So it's it's really tough. And let's not group the Chinese all together all the time. So let's let's have a think now about those uh, those top four Chinese players: Ma Long, Zhu Xin, Zhang Zikou, and Fan Zhendong. Um, I would like to see Fan Zhendong get up. You know, just just for a little bit of new blood, and I think it'll be really exciting for the table tennis world to see to see him um, to see him push through. What about you, Jeff? The men? Yeah, um, I I still like Ma Long for some reason. I'd like to see Ma Long win. I mean, we've seen Zhang Zikou, um win the last two. Uh, exciting player to watch, but yeah, I'd, I'd really like to see Ma Long get up and win. That's who I'm barracking for. Yeah, um, I. I have a feeling that Zhang Zikou will get up. Um, you know, I think he's really tough in these big situations. But, you know, yeah, Ma Long. And, you know, we haven't even talked about Zhu Zin, the number two seed. Yeah, and he's been number one for a long time. I think Ma Long's only just overtaken him. So, you know, he's been the informed player for a long time now. Yeah, true. So, uh, yeah, so I think it's open between those four. But uh, after that, I don't think so. No, uh, exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll um, we'll keep an eye out, obviously, over the next few, uh, well, over the next week once it starts and um, keep you updated. Yeah. And then um, in the women's singles, Ding Ning, number one seed, Liu Xuen, number two, Li Jiajie, number three, Feng Tian Wei, number four. So Singapore player in there at number four. A little bit of a chance, um, but... Again, you know, Ding Ning strong, Liu Xi Wen strong, Li Jia strong. You know, I think it's um, any of those three, really. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with Ding Ning, stick with Ding Ning. I think she's um, the one to beat. Yeah, well, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see the lefty get up. Um, let, let's let's see. Let's see how that all goes. So, yeah, so exciting over the next few days um, just to see the preparations of these players. You know, um, they'll be, uh, they'll, most of them will be um, there uh, now in China or getting pretty close. So it's in um, 
Chuzhou, but which is uh, very close to Shanghai. So, um, so yeah, it'll be a huge, huge tournament. And the ITTF just announced um, yesterday as well that there's going to be eight tables live streamed. Yeah, so, that's really, really exciting news, isn't it? Um, yeah. So everyone can can watch a lot of matches. So yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, so, so no, no excuse to not get onto ITTV. Um, jump on there. You know, and what watch these best players in the world, um, and even if it's not you know those top four or five, you know that if you if you're playing at the World Championships, um, you're a good player, and there's something that you you will be able to learn by just watching these these best players uh, play. So utilize that really great resource that we have. Yeah, absolutely. Now on a on a separate note, Alois. Um, You've been working on some secret tactics for the Aussies on how they can beat the Chinese, and and we've got a bit of a video which we'll be releasing in the next few days, just on your thoughts about how the Aussies can can beat the Chinese. Mate, I thought we were going to keep this quiet. <laughs> oh, we we should keep it quiet, but you know, I think it's time to let the world know about your secret plan. Oh, it'll be released. So, in, it'll be released in a few days, Jeff. Yep, indeed. So, everyone, watch out to hear Alois's tip on how the Aussies can beat the Chinese. Very exciting. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. He's still Alois still wants to keep that under wraps, so uh, we'll keep that quiet for the moment. So, ages ago, when our last show was Alois, the last Ping Skillers question of the day was, are choppers making a comeback? What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I, I think it's I think it's interesting, and and perhaps my thought is that just because of the new ball, um, perhaps there's just been a bit of an adjustment period, you know. So we have seen a little bit of uh, success from um, from some of the choppers um, in the last couple of uh, World Tour events, um, but I think overall, um, I don't. I still don't think the choppers can get to number one, which which I think is you know the real the real test. Um, I, I think it's going to take a long time before um, the choppers can really reach number reach number one. Unfortunately, no. But we have seen some more exciting table tennis matches with um, with some more choppers. Uh, being, uh, you know, being present in finals and and um, and getting up there in um, in these events. Yeah, I think that's yeah, right. I think, I think that's right. I think. Oh, getting ooh, some feedback some again. Feedback I'll, just feedback I'll just mute you. There we go. Um, yeah, I think we've seen the choppers, uh, more choppers, but they haven't been able to reach like number one or number ten. So I think we've seen, yeah, a few people succeed in uh, pro tour events and. There's just been more talk about choppers, so I think they are making a little bit of a comeback, but nothing too too major. Um, all right, uh, so let's move on to the Pink Skillers question for today, which is, what is your best win? So again, just jump onto our website, pinkskills.com, click on the blog link, and you can leave a comment to let us know what is your best win. All right, so now it's time to get into some of the questions. And so first up, we've got a question from Ozman who says, Hi, I have an opponent who is very fast 
I mean, his technique is not very good, but his responses are very fast, so I can't find enough time to answer it. He plays simple, but very fast. What can I do against him, and what kind of techniques should I use? Yeah, so I think the the main things that you need to think about uh, when you're playing against a player like that is to um, use a lot of variation. So the faster you play, often the more that they will they will like the game because they can just utilise your speed and just uh, block the ball back, um, start to outplace you. So slowing the ball up sometimes, sometimes playing the ball fast is the is the real key against um, someone that's that's really good at blocking or or really fast at, at uh, with their you know, reactions. So often that slow spinny top spin can be good um, because that forces them to wait for the ball a little bit. Um, if you can play that uh, ball a little bit closer to the net, the top spin a little bit shorter on the table, forcing them to move in and out, um, again, can be good. Um, the other thing is if if they're fast and if they don't attack themselves very much, then you can also think about um, using your push and just waiting for the right ball to, to make the attack. So it's so a variation of spin and speed is the real key uh, when you're playing against someone like that. Excellent. All right, good advice. So what I took from that, Osmond, is vary your pace, vary your spin, vary your speed. The slow spinny top spin is a key shot, but also you can just be patient. You can just push around if they've got a great attack and wait for you to get the right ball to make your own attack. So try out those tips from Alice and let us know how it goes, Osman. All right. The next question is from Jeremy. And Jeremy says, Hi, Alois. I had extreme difficulties in returning a spinny backhand side spin flick after my serve. I need your advice in how returning this shot properly once someone does that side spin backhand flick. Yeah, so it can be awkward because um, the ball, I mean, we're used to the ball coming through with just straight topspin. So when someone does the banana flick at you, um, firstly, it's got a bit of side spin, but it's also going to feel like it's got a bit of backspin. Sometimes it might have a a fraction of backspin, but it's going to feel like it's got some backspin because um, it hasn't got the amount of topspin that you're used to. So... What you need to do is think about just lifting the ball a little bit, okay, and also adjusting for the angle of the side spin. So if the ball if the ball's coming off um, that way because of the side spin, you just need to adjust the angle of your racket slightly. Um, and as I said, just try to lift that ball a bit. So the ball's going to come at you quite fast. You're just going to need to play a little bit more of a topspin ball on that, just a, just even the short topspin um, to be able to lift that ball um, over the net. The other thing is to make sure that after you serve and once you see them winding up for that um, backhand side spin flick, just make sure you give yourself a little bit of space from the table. So if you if you serve and stay too close expecting the short push, then that um, deep fastball will be really difficult to, to play. So after you serve, see them going for the winding up for, for the side spin flick, just move back a fraction away from the table, give yourself a little bit more time and then play your top spin stroke. Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting point, Alois. I think 
it's a shot that's sort of started at all the top players in the world seem to now be using it. And it seems to be filtering down into the lower levels and people at the clubs are now starting to use it. But if you haven't played against it very much, it's totally different because if you're just normally expecting a, just a normal flick or a push, this side spin one's different and it spins and curls a bit. And so it's not an easy shot just to pick up straight away. You probably need a bit of practice to get used to playing against this type of stroke. Yeah, I suppose it's a little bit like, um, I mean, tr- um, trying to return serves for the first time or, you know, try to return spin serves for the first time. You know, um, when someone serves flat at you, it's pretty easy, but, you know, then you go down to a club or something and you encounter people that are starting to spin the ball for the first time. And it, uh, initially, you know, it's really daunting. The ball's going off uh, off your racket at all different angles. So, yeah, so it is that um, just that adjustment period, I guess, Jeff, yeah. Indeed. All right. Well, thanks for the question, Jeremy. Um, Next up is a question from Romeo, who says, after I topspin a backspin ball, should I jump back once where I can topspin the block or twice where I can counter topspin? If I jump back twice and the opponent blocks the ball, how do I topspin it to them? Oh, hold Uh, on. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, so I think, um, you know, ideally you don't jump back at all. So you can make that, you can make that top spin um, off the backspin there and then stay there in that nice balanced position and just play your next um, top spin from there. Um, if you're, if you're moving back, you're just conceding a little bit of time and space at the table. So I think make your top spin, stay close and then just come over that next ball if you if you can. I mean, if you if you are really struggling with um, the pace of that and it's coming on to you too quickly, then you know then you can think about moving back a fraction. But yeah, try to try to stay where you are. So make your top spin and then back ready in that um, nice balanced basic stance. Yeah, I think that's good advice, Alois. Um, but one thing. I noticed that I've heard you talk about a lot is that there's a, a difference between that first top spin against the backspin and the second top spin against the block ball. And I, I think because the first one's with backspin, the next one comes back with a bit of top spin, you have to play a slightly different stroke. And maybe that's why some people find it easier to step back. But it's probably better to stay where you are and just alter your stroke a little. Yeah, it is. It's um it is it's an it is an awkward adjustment. So um it's um it's something that we see a lot of players um, have trouble with. So after you make that first top spin, the adjustment for the next top spin can be difficult. But um, it, I don't think it's a matter of you know giving yourself more time. I think it's just a matter of making the adjustment um, to do your your normal top spin against block. So on that next ball off the block, if you think about it, if you're if they're just blocking to you, you'll make that top spin you know five or six times in a row. But the adjustment from the lifting to the top spin can be quite awkward just because it's a small adjustment and um, you need to change from being a little bit more vertical to a little bit more horizontal. So, but yeah, but I think stay there. um, And I think by not moving back, you're actually giving yourself a little bit more time and a little bit more um, uh, stability to be able to play that next one. Okay. 
Okay. Excellent. All right. Well, Romeo, try that. Play the first toss in and try and stay where you are and just come a little bit more forward on your next stroke. All right. Now we've got a couple of questions here from Brock, who had his breakthrough win recently. Well done, Brock, beating the tall guy. He says, what happens if I try to do a normal smash on a heavy backspin? He says a heavy backspin or a top spin. Yeah, so um, firstly, if you're going to smash the ball and the ball's got a lot of backspin, the ball is going to still drag down a little bit off your bat and into the net. So um, one, you need to adjust for that. So you could either just open the angle of your bat a little bit um, or you could still just top spin that ball even though it's up nice really high with backspin, you can still just topspin the ball a little bit to lift it over the net. So that's that's an option. If it's got a lot of topspin on it, then it's a matter of um, smashing down. So just allowing um, for that topspin and turning your bat over. So it's a lot about just the angle of your racket. If it's heavy backspin, then you just open up the racket a fraction when you make your smash. If it's heavy topspin, then you can close the angle of your racket slightly. Excellent. Um, and then on a, on a fairly related question, he's also asked, do you know how to loop the ball when the ball is low below the table with both side spin and backspin on it? And I guess, Alois, with this, you're probably out of position and, and it's not an easy shot to make if you've let the ball drop below the table and it's got backspin and side spin on it. Yeah, um, you need a little bit of touch um, when the ball's that low. So. Um, you know, you could you could either just push the ball back, or you could really lift that ball um, with some heavy topspin yourself. So even though the ball is really low, you can you can still lift it up, um, and it's almost almost becomes a bit of a lob. But if you if you put a lot of topspin on it um, and get it get it deep on the table, then you're a little bit of a chance. So um, I think we've got a video on that, Jeffrey. Okay, we'll have to. We'll have to find it and put it up. And then uh, the last question from Brock Alloys is, do you know some tips against an aggressive, powerful attacker with scary forehands and backhands? I try the forehand push, but he always does a forehand flick. And if it's long, he does a forehand top spin. What should I do against this type of game? Yeah, so... um... Yeah, basically trying to keep the ball short and low is good. If he's got a really good flick, I mean, if if you if you're able to keep the ball low enough and short enough, or or low enough, then it's always going to be difficult for them to to make that flick. But then you could think about just varying your your pushing. So not only just keeping it short, but sometimes digging the ball long, keeping them off balance, um, so that uh, you make it a little more difficult for them to make to make the flick or the top spin. So they need to adjust between the between the two as well. Um, sometimes oh, yeah, sorry Alois. Um, um, the oh. other thing that is good is if you can make the attack first, I guess. Um, stop them from attacking in the first place. Yeah, that's right. If, if you if you can stop them from attacking, then the game becomes completely different, doesn't it, Jeff? That's 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 a really good point. So you know, if they give you a long ball, make the attack, and then the game opens up for you in a whole different way. 
Indeed. Indeed. All right. Well, um, that wraps up show 111. Good to be back. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Make sure you check out pingskills.com. Sign up for our free newsletter. We've got lots of great tips for you. And we'll be back tomorrow with another show. So thank you, everybody, and thank you, Alloys. Thanks, Jeff. Good to be back. Good to uh, see the Ping Skillers there uh, online and watching. Um, and we'll see you tomorrow morning. Indeed. See you, everybody. Thanks. See you, everybody. Bye.